This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. walk your talk when it comes to dating for a committed relationship? As a dating and relationship coach for over 17 years, Amy Schoen sees certain themes and truisms that pop up in her coaching sessions time and time again. When Amy sees attractive people who have a lot to offer to a relationship say they can't meet someone that they're interested in, she digs deeper into what they are really telling me. Often what Amy sees is they are not putting the time and effort into dating. As you know, anything that is worthwhile takes time and energy. We have to put our attention to what we truly want. Valeria Tellez interviews coach Amy Schoen. She specializes in helping seriously searching and marriage-minded individuals who are ready to take charge of their dating efforts and learn a system of how to meet people who share their values so they can meet the right one and have the family life they desire. Amy's story is one of perseverance. She was divorced in her mid-30s and wondered, just like you do, will I ever meet someone to marry? After working with a relationship coach, she met her husband and remarried at 42. Unfortunately, they struggled with infertility until giving birth to her son at the age of 48 after exploring all her options to bring a child into her family. Coach Amy can help you increase the opportunity for a love connection with the right one based upon shared key relationship values to find a lasting true love. She provides a way for you to remind yourself of all the wonderful attributes you have to offer to a loving relationship so you won't lose hope while you are looking for that special person. Also, to create a targeted, effective dating plan so you can finally find your true love and live life doing what you truly love. To become more self-assured so you feel attractive to others and to save precious time by learning how to evaluate a potential partner quickly and accurately so you don't spend time in a relationship going nowhere or eliminate an appropriate mate. Since 2004, Amy Schoen specializes in helping serious searching and marriage-minded individuals create and nurture lifelong relationships and build the family lives they so desire. As a certified professional life coach, Amy combines her whole life coaching, her incredible life experiences, and her gift for visualization to help her clients many of whom have struggled to find love, connect with the right one to form fulfilling, committed relationships that align with their values and life goals, especially when it comes to having a family life. Her propriety motivated to marry Dating Secrets coaching program enables people to discover what they truly want and need and then guides them into finding love without changing who they are. Amy has helped her clients experience exceptional results through online dating and take pride in saving them the precious time and energy it really requires to find a perfect match. Meet Amy at MotivatedToMarry.com and CommitToLoveEvent.com. Here's the interview with Amy Schoen.
in your own words, who is Amy Schoen? I've always been interested and curious about relationships. I think I was raised in a household where um, my parents were married. My grandparents were married for over 70 years. My parents celebrated 40 years of marriage that I always expected to be married and in, in a marriage or, or at least with a partner. And what I find interesting is that some people don't. And there's no judgment. That's okay. It's really knowing yourself and what you're, what's right for you. So um, who's Amy Schoen? You know, I'm a curious person. I'm a person who loves helping others. I have values around positive change and moving forward and helping people get to where they really want to go and, and move past those stuck places. And, um, you know, I went and got trained and certified as a life coach, but I'm also, um, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. Uh, I have a 13 year old. I'm an older mom. I had my son in my forties and I'm a, a daughter. I have a, a mother who's 90 that's still around and I'm uh, a friend, you know, I'm a good close friend to those who, um, we feel aligned with and, so I try to keep my friendships and I had a birthday and I just heard from a, a friend from grad school and I have friends from some friends from when I was um, a child. So, yeah, I, I like to hold on to people. Ah, I love that. <laughs> and I love your intention of helping people to do exactly that, to connect deeper. And with that in mind, I wanted to ask this question. Is there a difference between the description that you would have for true love and successful, great relationships? Well, true love, I think, is beyond, is, is when two people are, are really very much committed to each other and are there for the good times and the bad times. And so what do you consider? I mean, you get to define what a successful relationship is. You get to set the parameters of what that means. And everybody has a little bit different come from place. I agree. And I have to ask you, from your own experience and your own perspective, what would that be, a successful relationship? How do you define that for yourself? I work a lot, very strongly and deeply around values. And that's our relationship tools. And, and that's how we connect with people. And I often see when I do a values clarification session, people want open and honest communication. Um, they don't want surprises. They don't want to be bamboozled. They don't want somebody whose intentions are not clear and honest. And they want somebody who has their back. Um, somebody who's going to be there for the good times and bad times. So a successful relationship is two people who are working together and, and not going into the, the scared place. The scared place, which is like I have a, a client, and unfortunately, I mean, this doesn't happen that often, but, and they were not married. They were living together. And um, there was some misunderstandings. And they both dug their heels in and um, they became hurt. And there's, we all know there's two perspectives, right? Uh, or three. 
Yours, that, mine, hmm. and what and and, <laughs> and and the and the what is the helicopter view? <laughs> True. So I'm looking at the helicopter view. And so what I see is she was up he was upset about something. He may not have communicated it well. She actually did not listen and hear him and acknowledge his feelings until it was too late. And then he then kind of said, well, it's like if you don't, he didn't feel comfortable going to a family event, a very big family event. And then she was upset because I think she was embarrassed because he wasn't there. And so this whole thing snowballed. And next thing you know, he's moving out. And uh, at a very bad time, right before New Year's and stuff. And then she had a major loss of a friend, uh, a death. And and they're in the little older age range. And um, yeah, and now it's like, it's hard. They have to find their way back to each other. And so what successful, successful is like you have a way of communicating. You have a way of working things out when things get tough. I love that, that we can use the word resilience, right, Amy, for that? Well, resilience, but, but open. And, and, and so if you truly love someone, you're going to work it out. That's true. If you love yourself more than you love that other person, it's not going to work out. That's a topic that's very close to my heart because I have, in so many of my relationships, forgotten about myself and kind of given myself completely to the other and got lost. Yeah, not to not to the point where exactly you're losing yourself, right. but to the point where you're trying to understand. I mean, in, in couples coaching and, and which I do and anything, you want to kind of put yourself in the other person's shoes and look at it from their perspective. You may not agree with them, but you have to at least acknowledge their feelings and their point of view. And so he did not feel he was understood. And then she didn't feel like she was understood. But there were some things that she didn't own up to. So anyway, so it's a really like it's one of those on like the movie, The Breakup, you know, that could have been avoided that, of course, it's Hollywood and they they made it a construct. But, you know, that whole episode um, could have been avoided with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Jennifer, I think it was Jennifer Aniston. And um, many times breakups can be avoided. I'm thinking here, like you as a professional, as a life coach, relationship coach, it might be much easier in a way, right, for you to kind of be open, listen to the other, because that's something that you you see as a mistake that we make, most of us. Well, we may, yeah, but you know, it's, it's the, what is it? The uh, shoemakers doesn't have shoes. <laughs> you know, a lot of oh, times, yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and there are things, you know, I'm sure, you know, um, we get busy in our lives and busy in our business and busy with our kids. And, mm. and, and you know, so, um, you know, I don't want to um, put myself on any pedestal here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it takes really the a caring heart, common sense. I love the idea of common sense and kindness, which has to do with listening to the other. And yeah, empathy. That's basically what it is, too. You mentioned living together. So is that okay to live together before marriage? Is that actually something that you suggest or not a good idea? I think today that's what people are doing. And um, and we have to talk about age groups because um, you can love someone, but can you live with them? Mm-hmm, yeah. And mm-hmm, so yeah. you find out a lot about somebody when you live with them. 
And a lot of the, and also a lot of it has to do with economics today. Housing is so friggin' expensive that, you know, I mean, people do find themselves living together because it's it's not convenience, but it's just work. And then people want someone to. So a lot of people, a lot of my clients who were in relationships and not yet living together, started living together during COVID. Ah, yeah, right. Um, because they a, had to put each other in his bubble, but also they didn't want to be alone. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's that produced some other pressures, obviously. Um, I mean, we are not living during normal times. Yeah, that is so true. So so from that standpoint, you know, people have moved in with each other um, to have companionship um, where they may not have. But yes, I, mean, I think, you know, definitely the young people, I think it's important to, to really see who the person is and get past where those rose colored glasses. And do you still love this person? Do you still want them in your life? And, and it's really hard to commit. Some people need to take baby steps and some people are all in and jump in. And I use the analogy of if you think about a, you're at a swimming pool on a hot day, some people are going to say, ooh, water, and jump in. <laughs> yeah, right. And then other people, I'm uh, one of those people, I'm going to put my ankles in, I'm going to put my calves in, I'm going to put my knees in. So you have to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. The, and not I everyone's agree. going to jump right in. You know, some people <laughs> need to, to acclimate themselves to a relationship. And I saw this with several of my clients, that one person was one way and the other person was the other way. So one person had to wait for the other person to get to where they were. And and we all have a past and we all have ghosts and we all have things that reasons why we may want to be cautious. And so um, you don't want to you have to still show someone you're interested and that you're in in it, because I think, you know, sometimes when we people hesitate and don't show true interest because of their fears, they miss opportunities. That is true. If your life had one purpose, one purpose only, what would that be, Amy, from your perspective? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, again, I'm, I want people to be happy and, and harmonious and not fight. And so I always look for the common ground and I have clients on all sides of the political spectrum. I have clients on all sides of, of religions, different religions and ethnicities. So, but there is really, we all have a common bond. We all are seeking love and seeking a fulfillment. We, most of us want to do good work in the world. And most of us want to provide for our families and be good partners and parents. And I mean, we have so much more in common than we not have in common. So it's really um, is very how disconcerting that we are in these times where people are so divided. My first question to you about the topic today, which is committed relationship and what it takes to um, not just relationships, but dating that starts before. So what is the difference between dating for committed relationship and dating for fun? I mean, that's the way I the words I, ch I chose to describe that. Is, is there such a thing as dating for fun? Some people do Oh, that. yeah. I mean, I think people do it and I hear it <laughs> and, and I see it. 
um, and I experienced it. I think it depends on where you are in your process and if you're truly looking for a committed partner. And some people aren't. And I remember I, I there was a young man, well, younger than me, but um, I was in a singles group that was an activity group. And I would run into this guy because he was in my neighborhood all the time. And we'd, we'd chat. And, and, you know, of course, I was always wondering whether he was interested in, in, in coaching and getting, you know, and meeting somebody. And I always saw him alone, you know. I mean, I saw him in groups and I saw him alone. And then one day I ran into him and he said, you know, Amy, I'm not motivated. Mm-hmm. My, my business name is Motivated to Marry. So, uh, and and he goes, I'm not motivated. They all know me, you know, in my, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. And, and I'm, you know, I have my little um, network here. And, and I said, yes, I know. <laughs> because I realized, you know, if he wanted to find a partner, he's very cute. He has a great personality. He'd have one. So something, either that, or maybe he's hitting for the other team. But that's his choice, and that's fine, you know. But he didn't even mention that. I I have a feeling that some people are just really happy on their own. And I I know people like that. They've told me that. They go, I really do not want to have to be, have a, I have friends, and I have this, and I have that, and I don't really want a relationship. So, Dating for a committed relationship is a mindset. It's something that you seek and there's something that you really need to date for and find people who are in that same space. When it comes to the motivation to marry or to be in committed relationships, do you have like guidelines, some ideal or right motivations to do that? Well, I have process yes and and I take my cl- you know, clients through one first thing they really need to get clear about what they want and who this person is so clarity is my first step and then I have to give them the tools to connect with the right person so we work around values as I said that's kind of the connection tool and I go really deep I don't just give people a list of words and say pick your top 10 values. That's yeah. <laughs> what most people do. And that's what was done to me. Um, but it left me flat. But what I learned by coaching, um, education and my, my training was um, how to really dig for values. I call it an excavation. Mm. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I ask a series of questions and we pull out phrases and then we look at them and we describe them. So it's a meaningful phrase So you have a way of, you know, really reflecting or or checking in with yourself. And what I give my clients is a new tool to really assess if this relationship is really going to hold water to the point where people can really um, assess very quickly uh, whether somebody's the right partner for them because they've done the inner work and there's a real recognition and, um, My clients sometimes, I mean, I look back and I I did this assessment of all my successful clients and I've been doing this for 17 years and I have over, you know, I have hundreds of successful clients that they get exclusive, not engaged, exclusive within three to six dates. Oh, wow. I mean, think back to when you met your husband. How long did it take you to become exclusive? Mm, since we started, I think, uh, wow, three years. Oh, really? Three years before yeah. you became exclusive? 
Actually, before, yeah, I'm not, no, no, no. I would say exclusive when you say that it's just having me. So they're only dating each other. When you started dating right. him seriously and then, and then, and said, okay, and we're only going to date you because I want to, you know, build on this relationship and you can't build trust if you're dating other people. Right. Right. So, so, I mean, when I met my husband, I was, um, 41, I was motivated to marry and um, I would say fairly quickly, we we were in an exclusive relationship. Now we had, I met him in the summertime. I started dating him. I was dating other people. And then we both went on a trip because oh. it was yeah. August and yeah. we didn't go together. We went separately because we had already planned that, you know, yeah. and then when I got <laughs> back, we, we, we decided to see how we felt when we got back. And so when we got back, we were, we became exclusive. But we were motivated to marry and I was motivated to have a family. So that pushes the time frame. But even even not, I, I have clients who say they when they met the right person, they just knew and they mm. clicked. Really fast. Yeah. Now, in my case with him it was really fast, too. But getting married, that took him longer. Yes, that's different. Right. Yeah. That's different. Okay. But let's say he's motivated. And you know what? It depends on where they people are. So when people have been married before or they had had their kids already, there I have time frames in my program based on your age and your goals. So it's different for a 30-year-old mm. than it is for a 38 or 39-year-old woman as it is for a 40, let's say, 47-year-old woman. I was thinking about the clarity. I love that. This process that you have, the, you use that word oh, even, clarity, yeah, so yeah. important in life. And I wonder how, if this is something like asking questions, what do you want? What is that that we want? Is that a reflection in a way, like in order to have what we want, to find somebody with those qualities that we want, we must have them too, the same qualities? Well, I, I don't know if it's the same, but it's it's sometimes not the same qualities. It's a value. And sometimes mm. we value things we don't have. Like, let's say I have somebody who values someone who has a very uh, who's social and able to be social. And this person may not be able to be social, but they value it. So there's a yin and yang thing sometimes. But we don't always fully realize our values. And, and and so let's say I have a val I do have a value about being organized on, on on top of things, and if you ask me how fully I have that realized right now, I would say it's a two out of ten. So it really depends. Some of our values are fully expressed, and some of our values are are something that we aspire to. That also makes a lot of sense. Of course, my husband, he's uh, an extrovert and I'm an introvert. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I was attracted to it for sure, like the opposites. That's interesting too, that I'm thinking about now, that I wanted to be more like him, more outgoing, more social, but I was not, it's not something in me. I love writing, reading, talking to you people here <laughs> about these things. So it's very different. But to, to your point, we want to share relationship values. And what I get to is not all our values are relationship values. Some of them are personal values. So I have a personal value. I call my independent creative entrepreneur value. It's an Amy value. It's a work value. And my husband doesn't need to have that value. But 
what he does need is to respect it, um, appreciate me for it and support me in it. So we have to know. And when I was dating, it was very hard. I had another business, actually. Um, I was running a women's clothing boutique. And so I had crazy hours and everything. I mean, and the men would like come in and and look at, you know, my lifestyle. So your lifestyle has to be, uh, be aligned. And and they would like say she's cute, but then they would run out and you know, never see them again. Um, because I guess they realized I wasn't going to be there for them and have dinner on the table Uh for them at five o'clock when they wanted it. That's a very important message, isn't it? So values, relationship values. So that's again, seeing the big picture. I love that idea because we, we miss that the big picture. Well, I notice people are looking at the wrong things. And when they come to me, especially I would say they are looking at things and I really kind of try to punch holes and say, is this really important? Like I had a woman who was actually, um, she was into accomplishment, but she was actually going, she was kind of like retiring. And I was like, well, why is this important to you? And what does accomplishment mean? And like you said, what's success? How do you define success? And the man that she's with did not accomplish. She had problems in the beginning, but did not accomplish like she did in terms of her career. But he's accomplished in his own way. And to appreciate what he did accomplish in his life, you know, more as a teacher or as a person who was there for his family or whatever, helping out his synagogue, you know, different people accomplish differently. And so so she almost missed him because of, you know, looking at the wrong things at this, you know, you really have to assess, is this really important at this stage in my life? You said anything that is worthwhile takes time and energy. We have to put our attention to what we truly want. And that's the message that you have been communicating here. And some of the points um, you say, actions speak louder than words. And talk to me for a moment about that. What is the meaning in this context? Well, I think you meet people who like say the right things and um, look the right way and talk the right way. And I mean, there's an example. I was just coaching a young woman yesterday and she's got two guys who that she met online. And a lot of my clients do meet people online. It's one of the best ways to meet people. That's one of my my skills is to help my clients with that. But um, one guy looked good, had the education and but was not behaving in a way that she wanted a man to behave like to, to, to contact her and text her and, and communicate with her in a, in a way that showed that he was interested. And the other man was like, well, I'm not sure I'm really attracted to him, but she actually ended up in the ER for something that turned out to be okay. She was okay. But he's like, if you need me, I'm going to come, I'll help you. You know, I mean, he was like all in and I'm like, look at the difference here. Mm. You know, yeah. and she's like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm like, well, and then the other thing <laughs> is because they didn't go on that many dates. A lot of times you, a woman can fall for a guy if he becomes like who they you really want. You know, I mean, you can become more attracted to somebody over time. It, you have to give a nice guy a chance in my book. Idea. So another point that caught my attention I mentioned earlier is the question you ask about facing our fears. Are you willing to face your fears, the ones that are holding you back? Is that something that you also guide your clients 
to do. Uh, yeah, Sounds like a therapeutic I, work. It can <laughs> be, but there's a coaching way around it. And it actually can be a little bit actually fun. We acknowledge the fears. We look at them. Uh, we see them for what they are. Uh, my clients realize that a lot of times they were um, put there that held them back. Um, that, you know, and they don't really, uh, hold water anymore. And, and so building a, uh, strategy, um, they're not going to go away, but to, um, dance around them and to be able to, to put them in their place, basically cope through that is, is something as a coach we do. And we, we call them gremlins and we give them names. And then you, you say, well, what do you want to do with this gremlin? And people yeah. are really creative. <laughs> I mean, I had one yeah. to say, I'm going to put them in on a plane and send them off to <laughs> the Sahara or something. You yeah, know, like great. I got another one to mention, yeah. I want to put them in a corner and just give them milk and cookies so they were occupied, but they didn't bother me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> the, so, I mean, people metaphors. are really, I, you know, as a coach, we look at people as being creative, resourceful, and whole. And so I hold my clients. And even though a lot of my clients have been in therapy or work with the therapist, um, they enjoy the coaching process. And my goal is to really get my clients to where they want to go and, and in, in, in the most uh, straightforward path that I can. And and so it's really um, cool to see people really embrace themselves. And the other thing is I developed an anti-gremlin, which is a, a positivity tool. And I call it my thrive model, where you focus on who you are and what you have to offer to a relationship instead of the whatnots. Mm, and so whenever yeah. those gremlins pop up, I'm like, pull your thrive, look at your thrive. (laughs) 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 Don't don't let that prevalent get get in the way. You know, you're a beautiful person and you deserve love. And there's somebody out there who will love you. And you have to believe that. And and so it really shoring up that belief system is part of the coaching process. Mm. And it sounds like fun, though. You're a lot of fun in a very genuine, authentic way. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I love that, Amy. I like to be fun, yeah. I mean, life is to enjoy, right? For sure. Yes. I enjoy the relationships with my clients. And, um, you know, sometimes not easy. I have to be there while they're sad and and be there with them uh, during the tough times. But I'm also there during the fun times. I mean, I have a woman who's like, she's in her 60s and she's like, can't believe she's dating and can't believe this guy's giving her attention. And, and, you know, little old me, you know? The other questions that came to me when it comes to fear is what are some of the most common fears that you have seen among your clients that get in the way of their relationships? I think they're afraid of the impact of the person on their lives and they've created the life. They created their little oasis. They created, they've, they have their home, they have their work, they have their friends and, and they don't want a wrecking ball to right. come in. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think the independence, especially for my female clients, uh, losing that independence, the expectations that will be placed on them, the responsibilities that will be placed on them. I think, you know, I see that from very independent women. Yeah, that fear and the fear that that they maybe it hasn't worked out, that their choices. I mean, one of the coaching does is help you make better choices for yourself and feel good about your decisions. And so the fear is that you chose wrong before. I'm mm. going to choose wrong again. Right. 
but this it doesn't mean that will happen. So we need to be open, right? right to exactly. Work. Those are gremlins. Those are the fears. Those are the things that you know you're you're kind of like putting in in. I call them roadblocks. You know, I have we have internal roadblocks and we have external roadblocks. The internal roadblocks are in our head that hold us back. That we can't do this. That we're not good enough. That we don't deserve love. You know, that we're not desirable. And the external roadblocks are the things we put around us. And some are by choice and some are not choice. And so sometimes as a life coach, I have to help them make space in their life for a man to come into their lives. Another point that you made is put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> that caught my attention. It's kind of funny. Talk to me about this one, Amy. Well, I've always <laughs> invested in myself. Um, I hired a coach when I turned 40. I was going around in circles and I'm a very proactive person, you know, and, and so I invest in myself. I invest in myself, you know, in my, in my business, I invest in myself and it always pays off. And so when people are afraid to spend the money, I don't know what that's saying about, what's that saying about yourself that you don't think you're worth it. And I wish that people would value coaching or support any kind of, you know, help in this area, because I, the expectation is I shouldn't have to pay for this. It should just happen. Well, honey, it hasn't happened. And if you want some a different results, you need to look at what you're doing and how you're doing it and be open to things changing. Or you can stay where you are and live your life just with the way it is. And that's fine. That's your choice. But, you know, again, I mean, I've invested in, I have a personal trainer. I've gone to, nutri you know, on, on a diet program. I had a pay money for that. And, you know, I mean, anything you want major change for, it's not easy doing it yourself. No, no. It would take and, much longer. Yeah. And I'm, I like doing, I like support. I like people helping me with, and, and if I can show somebody to get there quicker and, and the faster path for many people, that's worth the money. And, um, I, one guy told me he thought I should charge more, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I I'm see. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. So I'm still uh, in the reasonable range because I know there are people who are half my age and with much less experience that are charging much more than I am in this realm. And, um, and my clients still get accessibility to me. They're still, I don't, I try to keep my client load manageable and, and not, I don't, I don't work with hundreds of people at one time. I work with like, a dozen, like a dozen or two dozen. And I have groups, but they're small groups, very hands-on groups. Oh, so you do have groups too. You meet them in person, Amy, or this no, is this online? No, this is all virtual because okay. of what, what's going on. But also my clients are everywhere. They could be in New York or California, Chicago, Canada. I have Mexican, I've had European. So yeah, I do this Meet Your Mate This Year group, which is actually launching pretty soon. So, um, you know, and, and I take a dozen men and women. I like to have men and women in my groups because I like the conversation between the men and women. Um, and they take them through my Motivated to Marry Dating Secrets coaching program. And we go step by step together and we, I do group coaching. And so they get the, uh, the, the program, the, the self-learning program with the coaching group and some individual coaching.
So um, I I have to do the values for every single client because that's the foundational piece of what I do. And the best way to find your work, uh, to talk to you, that will be the website? Uh, yeah, you could go to motivatedtomarry.com. Yes. And um, and there's a lot of free stuff there. Uh, this article is probably posted about committed relationships. I have a blog. I have a, I have a podcast. Uh, and then I also have some like a free checklist about online dating because 80% of my successfully couple clients have met through online dating. Uh, I don't know why, yeah. but that's <laughs> what has happened. And everybody yeah. wants my help on in that area. And I do support my clients with their on da- online dating strategy and other strategies. So it's not the only way, but we work on a personalized dating plan. So people feel like they're really getting something. They feel like they're moving forward. They feel like they are being proactive about their their love life. And we're proactive in many other areas of our lives, mm. but why not this? Yes, right, right. And it is a very important one. To me, it is. And I know to so many people I know of that romantic relationships, close relationships are very, very important to them. Thank you so much again, Amy, for what you do, the way you do it. Thank you for what you do, because you you are such a light in this world. (laughs) Oh, thank you for the encouragement. The body appreciates, for sure, the only part that complains sometimes. Let me ask you this question, Amy, before we end the conversation today. I'll have the link of your website on the podcast profile, but I want to ask you this question. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Oh, I wish they to have great love. Experiences, I think, is personal. I mean, some people love to travel. Some people want to have a really nice group of close friends. Um, I think, again, a lot of it goes back to relationships and some people value knowledge, you know, so for those people and then I it's so personal just to have joy. I think joy is is something we're all working towards um, having more of in our lives. Mm, Like like it's a very dynamic thing. We're either moving towards greater fulfillment or we're moving away. And so again, as a coach, I'm very conscious of that and, and help my clients move towards their greater fulfillment. And even though they come to me for love, it they get so much benefit. They're, they're, people tell me they, their work life improves, their other family relationships improve, their friendships improve. Um, it just has reverberates into all different areas of their lives. I can see that. Yeah, because everything's connected mm-hmm. for sure. Thank you so much again, Amy, for your presence Thank you. in this reality. I love your expression. It's very genuine and fun. Going back to the joy component, it's beautiful. Thank you so much for being you. Well, thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye for now, Amy. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Amy Schoen and her work, please visit MotivatedToMarry.com and CommitToLoveEvent.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.